In this presentation, we will take a look at the support test related to being a qualifying relative related to dependents. Qualifying relative, four tests must be met for a person to be your qualifying relative. The four tests are one, not a qualifying child test, two, member of household or relationship test, three, gross income test, and four, the one we're on, support test. Support test to be a qualifying relative. To meet this test, you generally must provide more than half of a person's total support during the calendar year. However, if two or more persons provide support, but no one person provides more than half the person's total support, we then have to see multiple support agreement later. So if that's going to be something relevant to you, you could take a look at the publication for more information, publication 501 on the IRS website for that. How to determine if support test is met, you figure whether you have provided more than half of the person's total support by computing the amount you contributed to that person's support with the entire amount of support that person received from all sources. This includes support the person provided from his or her own funds. You may find Worksheet 2 helpful in figuring whether you provide more than half of a person's support person's own funds not used for support. A person's own funds aren't support unless they are actually spent for support. So the, the funds being earned isn't necessarily what the factor is. We're looking at the factor that the funds were used for support. Example, your mother received 2,400 in social security benefits and 300 in interest. She paid 2,000 for lodging and 400 for recreation. She put 300 in a savings account. Even though your mother received a total of 2,700, which is the 2,400 plus the 300, she spent only 2,400, 2,000 plus the 400, for her own support. If you spent more than 2,400 for her support and no other support was received, you have provided more than half of her support. Child's wages used for own support. You can't include in your contribution to your child's support any support paid by the child with the child's own wages, even if you paid the wages. So we can see some kind of unusual type of situations here where we see uh, possibly a parent or some guardian paying the child wages because the child is working. Well, the wages that are being paid then are not part of support because they earned the wages in theory because they were working and they were paid in the form of wages. So the wages that were paid then you would think in theory would not be part of the support test. It would be part of earned income by uh, the child. Year support is provided. The year you provide the support is the year you pay for it. Even if you do so with borrowed money that you repay in later years. So that's really thinking about when the support was paid for. And you might think, well, I had to borrow money in order to pay for the support. Well, so it's basically borrowed money. But the year in which it was paid is the year in which we would count it towards the support that was given in that year, no matter whether the money came from a borrowed source or not. If you use a fiscal year to report your income, you must provide more than half of the dependent support for the calendar year in which uh, your fiscal year begins. Armed Forces Dependency Allotments. The part of the allotment contributed by the government and the part taken out of your military pay are both considered provided by you in figuring whether you provide more than half of the support. 
If your allotment is used to support persons other than those you name, you can claim them as dependents if they otherwise qualify. Example, you are in the armed forces. You authorize an allotment for your widowed mother that she uses to support herself and her sister. If the allotment provides more than half of each person's support, you can claim each of them as a dependent. If they otherwise qualify, even though you authorized the allotment only for your mother. So the allotment only went to the mother, but it's qualifying for support for more than uh, the mother and therefore may qualify in that case uh, to meet the support test for both. Tax-exempt military quarters allowances. These allowances are treated the same way as dependency allotments in figuring support. The allotment of pay and the tax-exempt basic allowance for quarters are both considered as provided by you for support. Tax-exempt income. In figuring a person's total support, include tax-exempt incomes, savings, and borrowing amounts used to support that person. Tax-exempt income includes certain Social Security benefits, welfare benefits, non-taxable life insurance proceeds, armed forces, family allotments, non-taxable pensions, and tax-exempt interest. So note, this is a can be a little bit confusing to think about these non-taxable items because, of course, when we think about taxes in general, when we think about what is included in income, uh, we're, tip we're often trained to think about taxable income, and these are exp explicitly non-taxable. So they're basically, when you're thinking about support, things that are going to be contributed towards support, then although they may not be included in the tax calculation, they would be something that would be included in someone's ability to support themselves when considering that test you would think in theory back to the example back to the text example one you provide four thousand towards your mother's support during the year she has earned income of 600 non-taxable social security benefits four thousand eight hundred and tax exempt interests two thousand she uses all these for her support you can't claim your mother as a dependent because the 4000 you provide isn't more than half of her total support, which is 9600 the 4000 the 600 the 4800 plus the 200 Example 2. Your niece takes out a student loan of 2500 and uses it to pay for her college tuition. She is personally responsible for the loan. You provide 2000 toward her total support. You can't claim her as a dependent because you provide less than half of her support. So again, kind of an unusual situation there where she took out the loan in this case. So she took out the loan uh, and has to pay back of $2,500 and, and your support was only $2,000. And even though it was a loan, uh, the, the loan was more and therefore uh, doesn't qualify for the support test. Next, Social Security benefits. If spouses each receive benefits that are paid by one check made out to both them, half of the total paid is considered to be for the support of each spouse unless they can show otherwise. So if there's a social security for a married couple and they get one check uh, for that's applied to both, then it's basically saying that you'd have to split it up from 50-50 unless it can be shown that it should be split in some other way. If, I, if a child receives social security benefits and uses them towards his or her support, the benefits are considered as provided by the child. Support provided by the state, welfare, food benefits, housing, etc. Benefits provided by the state to a needy person generally are considered support provided by the state. However, payments based on the needs of the recipient 
won't be considered as used entirely for that person's support if it is shown that part of the payments weren't used for that person. TANF and other governmental payments. Under uh, proposed Treasury regulations, if you received temporary assistance to needy families, TANF payments or other similar payments and use the payments to support another person, those payments are considered support you provided for that person rather than support provided by the government or third party. Foster care. Payments you received for the support of a foster child from a child placement agency are considered support provided by the agency. See foster care payments and expenses earlier. Home for the aged. If you make a lump sum advance payment to a home for the aged to take care of your relative for life and the payment is based on that person's life expectancy, the amount of support you provide each year is the lump sum payment divided by the relative's life expectancy. The amount of support you provide also includes any other amounts you provided during the year. Total support. To figure if you provide more than half of a person's support, you must first determine the total support provided for that person. Total support includes uh, amounts spent to provide food, lodging, clothing, education, medical and dental care, recreation, transportation, and similar necessities. Generally, the amount of an item of support is the amount of the expense incurred in providing that item. For lodging, the amount of support is the fair value of the lodging. Note that if something is provided that isn't actually cash, of course, it's going to be a little bit difficult to know what the dollar amount. We're going to have to measure it, of course, with a dollar amount of some kind. And we'll have to use typically what they call a fair market value or fair value of some kind. And we'll have to determine what that market value would be. How do you do that? You can try to look at similar products, do some type of appraisal type of estimate and see what you think the fair value the market value, what you think it would sell for, basically, uh, is a couple kind of descriptions on how you might think of a fair value. Expenses not directly related to any one member of a household, such as the cost of food for the household, must be divided among the members of the household. Example, Grace Brown, mother of Mary Miller, uh, lives with Frank and Mary Miller, their two children. Grace gets Social Security benefits of $2,400, which she spends for clothing, transportation, and recreation. Grace has no other income. Frank and Mary's total food expenses for the household is $5,200. They pay Grace's medical and drug expenses of $1,200. The fair rental value of the lodging provided for Grace is $1,800 a year, based on the cost of similar uh, rooming facilities. Figure Grace's total support as follows. So we're going to say the fair rental value of the lodging. So we got the fair rental value of the lodging. Again, if we don't know exactly what it is, we're going to have to kind of basically figure out what the rental value is based on uh, you know, other lodgings that are similar in nature. Clothing, transportation, and recreation, they're going to say is the 2400 And then we've got the medical expenses at the 1200 And then the share of food, notice they just took the 5200 divided by five because there are five people involved to get the 1040 so the total support then 6440 the support frank and mary provide is 1800 at the lodging plus 1200 uh, medical and expenses plus 1040 food or 4040 is more than half of grace's 6440 total support so you would think then they would basically meet that test because it's over over the half 
Example two, the parents live with you. Your parents live with you, your spouse, and your two children in a house you own. The fair rental value of your parents' share of the lodging is $2,000 a year, $1,000 each, which includes furnishing and utilities. Your father receives a non-taxable pension of $4,200, which he spends equally between your mother and himself for items of support such as clothing, transportation, recreation. Your total food expenses for the household is 6000 Your heat and utility bill amount to 1200 Your mother has hospital and medical expenses, 600 which you pay during the year. Figure your parents' total support as follows. So we have the fair market value of the lodging, and we're saying mother and father. Now we're breaking out between the mother and father, 1000 and 1000 each. Pension spent uh, for their support is the 2400 so the total pension was the 4002 2400 share of food it's going to be divided by six between the the folks involved total food bill divided by the folks involved uh so that's the one thousand and one thousand father and mother medical expenses of course go directly to the mother because obviously they're the, the, we know who the medical expenses are for so that's four thousand one hundred four thousand seven you must apply the support test separately to each parent. So now we got to apply the support test to each parent in a separate way. You provide 2,000, 1,000 lodging and 1,000 food to your father's total support of uh, 4,100, as we see up here, uh, less than half. So that's going to be less than half. You provide 2,600 to your mother, and that's the 1,000 plus the 1,000 plus the 600, more than half total support. So they made, of course the 600 for this example kind of being the breaking point that would you know qualify one and not the other so you meet the you meet the support test for your mother but not your father heat and utility costs are included in the fair rental value of the lodging so these aren't considered separately lodging if you provide a person with lodging you are considered to provide support equal to the fair rental value of the room apartment house or other shelter in which the person lives uh, fair rental value includes a reasonable allowance for the use of furniture and appliances and for heat and other utilities that are provided. Fair rental value defined. Fair rental value is the amount you could reasonably expect to receive from a stranger for the same kind of lodging. It is used instead of actual expenses such as taxes, interest, depreciation, paint, uh, insurance, utilities, and the cost of furniture and appliances. In some cases, rent the fair rental value may be equal to rent paid. So we'd have to, it's basically, we're trying to get, they're trying to get an estimate, which hopefully would be a lot easier. This is my interpretation of the code, would be a lot easier than taking the actual values in the case of uh, the, the rental. If you provide the total lodging, the amount of support you provide is the fair rental value of the room the person uses or a shelter of the fair rental value of the entire dwelling if the person has use of your entire home. If you don't provide that total lodging, the total fair rental value must be divided depending on how much of the total lodging you provide. If you provide only part of the person's supplies, the rest, the fair rental value must be divided between both you, uh, between both of you, according to the amount each provides. So let's take a look at, at an example. Your parents live your parents live rent free in a house you own. It has a fair rental value of five thousand four hundred a year furnished, which includes a fair rental value of three thousand six hundred for the house, one thousand eight hundred for the furniture. 
These, uh, this doesn't include heat and utilities. The house is completely furnished with furniture belonging to your parents. You pay $600 for the utility bills. Utilities aren't usually included in rent for houses in the area where your parents live. Therefore, you consider the total fair rental value of the lodging to be $6,000, $3,600 fair, fair rental value of the unfurnished house plus 1,800 allowance for the furnishing provided by your parents, 600 cost of utilities of which you are considered to provide 4,200, which is the 3,6 plus the 600. Person living in his or her own home, the total fair rental value of a person's home that he or she owns is considered support uh, contributed by that person. So if someone is living in the home, and it's not a rental, then of course, now we have to figure, well, what's the fair market value of that uh, home lodging that's been contributed? Living with someone rent-free. If you live with a person uh, rent-free in his or her home, you must reduce the amount, amount you provide for support of that person by the fair rental value of lodging he or she provides you. Property. Property provided as support is measured by its fair market value. Fair market value is the price that property would sell for on the open market. So here we have that concept of uh, fair value again, which is basically kind of a market value. What would it sell for? How do you know that? Well, you have to look at kind of similar items to, to try to estimate that. It is the price that would be agreed upon between a willing buyer and willing seller with neither being required to act and both having reasonable knowledge of the relative facts. Capital expenses, capital items such as furniture, appliances, and cars. So these are going to be kind of lar large, larger dollar items that are going to last a longer period of time. Back to the text. Bought for a person during the year can be included in total support under certain circumstances. The following examples shown when a capital item is or isn't support. So what about, you might think, well, what about the use of the car or the use of the appliances and whatnot? How do, you, how do you put that into the calculation of support? Uh, medical insurance premiums. Medical insurance premiums you pay, including premiums for supplemental medical coverage, are included in the support you provide. So medical insurance would be provided because even if there you know, was no medical, the coverage was provided. So you would think that would be included. Medical insurance benefits. Medical insurance benefits, including basic and supplementary medical Medicare benefits, uh, aren't part of support. Tuition payments and allowances under the GI Bill. Amounts of veterans received under the GI Bill for tuition payments and allowances while they attend school are included in total support. Child care expenses. If you pay someone to provide child or dependent care, you can include these payments in the amounts you provide for the support of your child or disabled uh, dependent, even if you claim a credit for the payment. For information on the credit, you can see publication 503. Other support items. Other items may be considered as support depending on the facts in each case. Things that don't include in total support. Things that we can't include. So the following items aren't included in total support. Number one, federal, state, local income taxes paid by person from their own income. Two, Social Security and Medicare taxes paid by persons from their own income. Three, life insurance premiums. Four, funeral expenses. Five, scholarships received 
uh, by your child if your child is a student six survivors and dependents educational assistance payments uh, used for the support of the child who receives them.